Welcome to Blair Heart, a true untold story of the Highlands as you've never heard that before. Previously on Blair Heart, Blair and Bruce, the heroes in the story, are travelling to Parliament to overturn the recent vote to get the Scots out of Scotland. Meanwhile, the Scottish ex-Prime Minister and Scottish ex-Senator Alan O'Dougall have been plotting to steal the current Scottish crown jewels in an attempt to regain control of ex-Scotland and the current Scottish people. I mean, seriously, is there not a better way to word that? Blairheart Episode 4 The Great Walls Mr Prime Minister, I just don't think we'll be able to get to the castle. Nonsense, O'Dougall. We will simply exit out of the garage to Cannon Gate and there we will blend in with the crowd. I mean, it's just that the crowds are holding banners with your face on. I just, I just don't think it will be that easy. The ex-Prime Minister was responsible for delivering two changes to the Scottish landscape. The incredibly popular vote to remove the Scots from Scotland, but also the incredibly unpopular vote to remove the vowels from the popular Scottish drink, Iron Brew. Iron Brew? I'm sorry, do you want me to narrate? Oh, sorry, I'll leave it to you then. As I was saying, the vowels were removed from the popular Scottish drink, Iron Brew leading to what was now being coined the Iron Brew Riots. O'Dougal, you'd be wise not to question me. Do you not remember my execution when delivering this very building? I do, Mr Prime Minister, and again, congratulations on not being executed. But I just feel, I feel the riots are even bigger this time. Despite being scheduled to open in 2001, the Scottish Parliament building didn't officially open until three years later and controversially ended up costing an estimated £400 million more than had been projected. Odigal, once we are through this door, you must be swift as a grouse. And no matter what happens, you must remain calm. Oh crap, they bloody seen us, we need another exit. Mr Prime Minister, I don't even know how we're supposed to get out the car park, it's full of bloody ex-Scottish cars. The bloody ex-Scots are ruining ex-Scotland. Dougal, we must hurry. These doors won't hold the riots in for much longer. Mr Prime Minister, it has been an honour. Christ, Dougal, I've never said this to you before. If anything happens to us, I want you to know. What is it, Mr Prime Minister? Driving O'Dougal, shut your gob and let me speak, will ya? Oh shut, they're through the gates! O'Dougal, we must hurry, we cannot let them catch us! No, it's not that way, you fool, it's this way through the- Hey, O'Dougal, what did you just call me? Mr Prime Minister, please don't do this now, we must go, they are coming! O'Dougal, not before I wash your bleeding mouth out! Mr Prime Minister, behind you! Cookie! <laughs> Christ, that was, that was tense, wasn't it? Anyway, um, Blair and Bruce are on their journey from Hadrian's Wall to the Scottish Parliament and have just passed Glasgow. Wait, sorry, what? They've just passed Glasgow. They've inexplicitly travelled 100 miles on foot in the time it's taken the Prime Minister to move to the garage in the same fucking building. What is this crap? What kind of lazy, useless writers wouldn't think that people would notice such massive inconsistencies in journey time? Oh, Christ, that was unprofessional. Um... Anyway, I'll hand you over to Blair and Bruce now, and you won't believe what they are talking about. For 800 years, not a single Englishman has been so bold to attempt to penetrate the Great Wall. 
And if they even bloody tried, they'd then have to take on the almighty Scotchwatch. Bruce, it is the single greatest defence force to have ever been created. Aye, I'd like to see one of the stupid English try, aye, to see the fear that the watch would put into the eyes of those sissy Sassanacs is something my father and his great father before him would be proud of. Blair, I, I have lied to you about my family. And I feel I must tell you something I have never told you before. Me great, great pa was the chieftain of the 16 of Dunedin. So historically, Highlanders followed a clan-based system where each region was headed by a chieftain. Land could then be borrowed in short-term agreements in exchange for a percentage of each harvest. Bruce, all this time I had no idea. Craven, your pure lineage. I mean, perhaps someday in the distant future when the stupid English have finally stopped their incessant invasions and the Scotch Watch is no longer needed. I could even be a clansman in your Dunedin. I mean, can you even think of a single job which is more protected and downright secure than a farmer in these very highlands? These agricultural land agreements turned out to be very unpredictable, which became incredibly challenging for clansmen season to season, as chieftains would often reclaim land with little to no notice. So allegedly farmers' rights have come a long way and greater protection is now provided courtesy of the Agricultural Holdings Act of 1986. In actual fact, this act provides those who have farmed land for generations an absolute maximum of 12 months before they are ultimately evicted. Aye Blair, a good harvest and a wee hogmanay is all a Highlander has ever needed. Aye, well, your highness Mr Chief DDD Chieftain, if all goes to plan, we'll be getting warm by the fire with a whiskey and a wee lassie soon, eh? Aye, but nay, sheep wool. In 1792, the chieftains began to remove agricultural land from the Highlanders in favour of herding sheep, which had brought considerable wealth to those down south. In response, tenant farmers led a protest, seeing 6,000 sheep to their demise. This action commonly referred to as the Rossshire Sheep Riots, was dealt with at the highest levels in the government. Those involved were found guilty, but later mysteriously escaped custody and ultimately disappeared. Ah, like you are. I'd sooner be seen with my tartan hanging from me shoulders than guarding sheep for a bleating Englishman. Aye, Blair. Although, I do wonder why we've seen nout this entire journey. It is a wee bit surprising that we've come all this way without seeing a single chieftain. Aye, I didn't think it was even possible to travel nearly a hundred miles on foot without seeing so much as a single Highlander either. Exactly. I also, I also thought it would take a wee bit longer to travel this far to be fair. Bruce, what are you doing? Do you hear that? Somebody is coming. Get the cover. Where the bloody hell do you propose we hide, Bruce? We're still in a fucking field. 
Oh shit, they've seen us. Hey, you over there! Stop in the name of the Scottish Guard! Tune in next time to Blair Heart to find out if Blair and Bruce are in imminent danger, whether the Prime Minister forgives O'Dougal for calling him a fool, and finally, how the Scottish town of Mecklear came to have the world's biggest hedge. Also, a word from our sponsor, Dundee and me, Scottish ancestry. You know, there's five million people in Scotland. Do you know how many people are in the world of Scots descent? I don't. Aye, 40 billion. There aren't 40 billion people in the world. Aye, says who? Says the English. Dundee and me, putting the Scots back in history.